Welcome back to the Mom Mentality Show. My name is Austin Chadwick and co-host is Chris Lucian. And today we're going to talk about the weird topic that might sound really strange to me, people, of mobbing email. So instead of like mob programming, you know, it's going to be mob emailing, you know. So uh, I guess uh, maybe, uh, Chris, is there, a, maybe you can set the stage a little bit on when you've tried this, when you've seen it work well, maybe when you've seen yeah. it not work well. What's your thoughts here? Oh, man. Uh, you know, so this is like really funny because um, when we first started mobbing, you know, it was like, uh, it was really interesting because we were like, oh, you know, maybe somebody can go off to the side and, and send an email. And then, uh, you know, I, I started to notice that like, you know, certain certain uh, levels of maybe EQ or, or, you know, emotional intelligence in general was like, either either uh could use some work or <laughs> uh, maybe some people really had you know uh good stuff because we, we you know everybody would see the email eventually because they cc'd everyone on it and it's like and so um at some point we went from like you know let's just do the email on our mobbing machine together uh and i noticed just huge improvements to to the team you know just just all the same improvements that you get through mobbing code um, mobbing emails uh, really helped the team beginning uh, begin communicating really well um, and effectively, and people were sharing ideas about how that email might be improved, and um, you know how do we avoid offending someone when giving them critical feedback, and, and, and there was just like a number of things where it's like, oh, you know, I don't know, I think that sounds a little aggressive, like maybe we can, you know, so that sort of conversation started happening a lot, um, and you know, I remember when we when we started mobbing, um, our relationship with our product owners, some, some were good and, and some were really bad. And, and um, I, I think that we were, you know, again, like, you know, this idea that you get the best from the team on, on all things um, and, and from everyone on the team. And so if somebody's having a bad day and they, they write something in an email that, um, that is questionable, then, then there are others to, to help you know catch you right and and you refactor it together and, and replace this sentence do this do that um and yes that's good enough let's move on uh but it's it's really great to get that feedback and so when you're sending mob emails i, I think that the quality of communication um that comes through is is really good um and it's it's interesting because you could have a face-to-face -face conversation with your product owner as a mob uh, or other people in the business. And, um, and if you're rotating the person talking to the product owner, because you want to maintain balance with, between the team of, of who people go to, then, uh, then there's a higher amount of risk for anyone involved, like, you know, because they're having a conversation, they're only going to get feedback after the conversation happens, or people have to jump in and, and, and it kind of maybe disrupts that initial idea of, of uh, keeping it balanced between people. And so uh, I find that email is a really great place to um, to learn uh, how well uh, you may sound or not, from, and and to give feedback around that uh, given an email, especially because it's such a difficult medium to communicate emotion well in. Um, and so yeah, so I I, I just found huge gains, and and uh, there are many examples where an email would have gone out that was. Um, you know, just a, a little bit abrasive that um, that ended up getting refined by the mob to a really good point. How about you, Austin? 
No, I love that. And I think that is a huge benefit of kind of teaching uh, tact, emotional intelligence. Um, I, I came into this world with very little of that, I think. And so <laughs> my wife has taught me a lot through the years. Um, and so I have a little bit, I have a little bit to share in that world. Um, and so as, as I've learned from others, and I've had people teach it to me as well, as we mob some sort of textual communication. And I've also seen it be a good place to teach others as well. Um, so not only, you know, uh, the tact and the sound of the email, but like setting the stage, because sometimes, um, you know, you'll send an email that's just like fact. And it's just like, well, what, what is this? What is this about? What's the context? So I often see when we're mobbing communication, it'll be like, you know, here's the situation. Uh, here's what we'd like to happen. And here's the impact, why, or something, you know what I mean? Like a little SBI, so to speak. So it kind of sets the stage for the audience. So I see that could kind of get added in um, as well. And I think this works for chat and documentation or anything that is collectively done. Um, I have more to share, but I guess I want to go to one anti-pattern first that I think is kind of a benefit of kind of doing ensemble first or mob first with something like email or any kind of asynchronous form of communication mm -hmm. is that what I'll often see is that, hey, we're mobbing. Oh, we need to do anchor synchronous communication or someone navigates that or starts doing that. Right. And then someone like partway through the message just says like, hey, why don't we just call them? Or why don't they just join the mob? Or why don't we just, because some often someone will notice that like they play in their mind, the chat or email conversation back and forth to for this particular problem. Like say it's a complex problem. And I don't know, I do that sometimes. And I'm like, this is going to take five hours to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> and all likely because this is so complicated. If we turn this asynchronous thing into a synchronous thing, we probably figure it out in five, 10 minutes, you know, yeah. uh, where we're sharing screens and there's a lot of high bandwidth communication and things going on. And so I think it's, a, you know, you'll, you'll eliminate that waste by the fact of mobbing it. Yep. <laughs> um, but there are still cases where you do need to do asynchronous communication, right? Yep. The person you're communicating with um, is out of the office or um, it's a third party thing and they're unavailable at the moment or something like that. And it's valuable to send the message right now. You know, there, there's a lot of situations where it is still worthwhile. Support and then all those benefits API. kick in of what uh, you're talking about, right? So Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that it's important to note, um, you know, you definitely want to give feedback even in synchronous communication. Uh, but this yes. is, yeah. So um, synchronous communication does not allow well for iterative refinement. And mm -hmm. so um, if this is like something that you feel like you and your team struggle with, like you might even be doing a book club with your team on uh, crucial conversations and, uh, and maybe uh, the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And maybe, uh, you know, you've struggled with synchronous communication. Um, there, there is something um, I think to be said for writing an email uh, that, has been refined by the team or at least writing it out and then deciding to make the phone call given the context of the refinement that was done because this is something that you're actively practicing um you know even pretending that it's going to be an email before you make the call uh can really um allow for uh, i think learning to happen uh before that occurs and so because i think you know far too few people uh maybe pay attention to 
their interpersonal relationships while um, making communications or, or people just believe that they're bad at it or something like those. And, and so, you know, as we all know, you know, we can improve and we have growth mindsets, all of us and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, making it easy for us to, you know, climb the stairs of, of emotional intelligence uh, can be a really valuable thing. Um, and so, you know, I, I would just say, always favor synchronous communication, um, but, you know, with the exception of uh, maybe it's gone wrong a number of times, then, then might, you might do some preparation ahead of time. No, and I think that's good advice, right? So even if uh, it's a good thing to practice and help each other grow in, because it is a general life or career skill, right? Like business writing or, yeah. you know, technical writing is, is a skill that's important in many sectors. Um, yeah. And likely every sector to some degree. Right. And so I think, I think you're right that, um, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to help each other grow in. And, uh, yeah, I, I had a couple of stories, um, of, uh, of when I've, uh, th I've seen this happen as a mob. That's been really fun to watch and some good results. Um, yeah. um, oh, and, but before I jump into them, one thing I wanted to point out is, uh, it is kind of a cool moment, uh, for a team that's been mobbing for a while or ensembling for a while. And, uh, they start to make group accounts. And I think it has a positive effect, uh, on their interactions with, you know, stakeholders or customers is that, oh, instead of seeing this person or as the silo for this tech or this information or this domain knowledge, you know, asynchronous communication is coming from a mob account or a team account, right? And so, and so, uh, you know, so the team often will update their signature with the three names and then like the name they've given themselves, you know, for uh, that, that team or mob. And uh, I think that generates lots of good benefits side effects basically is that the external world that that mob interacts with starts treating them as a collective entity as opposed to oh that group of people where this person is the leader or this group of per group of people where this person's the talker so i'm going to go to them or whatever right and so it provides an interface to make more collectivism uh, which helps with the siloing and also if you want to go on vacation you know that there's people who can carry that information along and uh, while you're gone and all that, all those kind of side benefits. Um, yeah. And then I guess I'll share one story, which was, uh, it's actually quite funny. So I think uh, we were in a, we were in a team and it was a team of three and we were often mobbing, but we did this pattern where uh, when the security person called um, and it was just asking like basic information, one person would just take the call and walk away and handle it just to answer questions. Right. And what happened was I was the person taking the call that time. And then I was sending a follow-up email and I'm like, I think I need help with this. Uh, Cause it was a third party security thing or whatever. And I brought the, uh, the rest of the mob into the email. And what was very funny, it was the two in the mob. And then there was a visitor as well. And the visitor and the mob very kindly, hugely refactored my email. <laughs> so it was very verbose. You know, it had all like the, you know, if there were code smells, email smells, you know, like, yeah. you know, using six words when you can use one passive voice, you know, all this kind of stuff. And it was, uh, and so the before and after it was very dramatic and we were all laughing about it afterwards. And I was like, I learned a lot from uh, this uh, email session. Here. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, did you have any email stories that come to mind, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's, 
just a lot of examples uh, of that. Um, but like maybe maybe a good one um, that you know turning turning like concept generation into iterative uh, an iterative activity. Um, you know, can also be done, you know, asynchronously, um, uh, you know, I think especially with like working on a PowerPoint with yeah. somebody else, right, um, or something along those lines where you, you create kind of a canvas for everybody to be drawing on and PowerPoint, I think, is, is like has a really good business context for that. And so, um, you know, regardless of whether or not, uh, you know, you're doing an email or, or any sort of communication, just turning it iterative. Um, and then I think, you know, all of my, all of my stories have been, uh, are very much like the one you described where it's like, you know, and, and some of them are just like popcorn ideas of like, oh, what, what if we included this? And, and, you know, how would this be interpreted? It, you know, looking at it critically and uh just slowly building up the email over time and and it might take a little a little bit longer but um i think the the, the value of the the refined uh communication is that better relationship that you have with that whatever that external component is and um and so there are are some significant improvements that we can all make to the way that we interact um and you know you can avoid long-term problems by just, you know, making sure that these sorts of things are baked into your communications. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Um, Any, anything else before we close it out? Yeah, I think uh, maybe I, I think I had something, but I lost it. But the one thing I do remember is uh, uh, more on the silly side is that when you interact with certain people quite a bit, you get to develop, understand their sense of humor and uh, um, in chat messages, the mob can be very helpful when making a decision when to GIF or not. You know, is this yeah. is this stakeholder or customer uh, open for a GIF or not at this moment in time? And that's been very helpful because uh, when the mob's like, "Yeah, I think I, I think this person would love it," we do it, and then it's like a this building thing where they laugh and they send back a GIF. And then there's other times where it's like, "I think this audience is more austere. Let's let's hold back," you know. And uh, so then. Uh, we refrain and it was probably good for the relationship not to uh, uh. <laughs> and uh you know I, I guess that's a good point that I, maybe i want to piggyback on too um and this yeah. is like advice i give people often is you know mirror the person or the group that you're interacting with so it's right like, hey this department has a very serious leader and the whole department is acting in a serious way uh you know, even drawing out their uh, their silliness in front of their boss could actually be damaging to the, like right. So you're, you're thinking like, what are the second order side effects? What's what's the what's the complex adaptive system here? And and you know, are you are you damaging somebody's reputation with their leader uh, by um, you know drawing out more of of the silliness or, or something along those lines? And so. Um, you know, I think there's like the, the immediate impacts and then the second order effects that are really important to um, mirror the environment that you want to be in and, and paying attention to who's in the room or who's in the, uh, in the remote meeting um, and, and uh, finding the appropriate level of humor, the appropriate level of seriousness, of, of uh, panic even, um, and, and direction, right? And so uh, yeah. there's also people that like to get options from people and people that only like to receive solutions. Right. Yes. Um, and, uh, and, and some people that 
like iterative and some people that don't. And so, um, you know, you can always iterate behind the scenes and then deliver something polished. Uh, yeah. And so those are all things I think to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I, and I did remember the one thing, I, I totally agree that, you know, it's not only the immediate effect, but the second order effects. And that's good that the mob, could, it's hard to think of all those things yourself and the mob can help think of those things, right? Um, but I did want to uh, second very uh, emphatically the uh, kind of mob PowerPoint. Uh, and I know you and I have done that in a pair fashion, but we've also done it. Uh, I've done it with others. I think you and I have done it with others too, where we're a group coming up with a slide deck and maybe as people shout out ideas, we set them as the title for different slides. And then people are like, oh, I want to speak on that one. Then we put someone's name in the corner of that slide. And then you're, and then I think it's like Google Docs, right? Uh, where everyone can edit. And then you see people as we're talking, updating their slide or, oh, I have this idea for that slide. And so uh, yeah. that can work really well, almost uh, multi-threaded style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, the PowerPoints do get developed kind of in parallel where it's just like people are yeah. just even writing the idea right in and just say, I added this slide and they popcorn it around. So um, yeah, it's, it's very different from the way that we write code where we kind of just bring it down to a single thread. But um, yeah, so uh, I'll just ask our audience, uh, you know, do you agree, disagree? Uh, do you maybe find that you have a need to solve these problems but are frustrated by not? Um, you know, please let us know in the comments, talk to us on social media. Uh, and then, you know, don't forget to like, uh, subscribe, hit the notification bell, uh, add us to your podcast list and all of those uh, fun things. And uh, we'll see you next time. And thank you for joining us. And we really appreciate all of you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.